We're in this. We're in this study of the faith of the Son of God, and uh, I expect this study, quite honestly, to be for some time. And it's something the Lord is is just really moving in me in. And when I began the study, the question in my heart was the difference of his faith and our faith. And I think Brother Jim Wickens gave a great answer to that. His faith becomes our faith. His assurance becomes our assurance. He is our life. So as we know him and we see him, that of him is formed within our hearts. So I, I thought that was a good answer. And then a couple of things I went through last week, I'm going to bring them back up because I think they're very, very important. And we're going to move on. Last week, we define faith. And this morning in the, our local fellowship, we looked at this definition as well. One of the definitions of faith is faith is persuasion given of God. And I added to that, and I hope that's okay. I, I added to it, faith is persuasion given of God according to Christ's finished work. And then I wrote, it comes by hearing the good news. And then it's the reality of the person of Christ or comprehension of the person of Christ who is in you. So faith is persuasion given of God according to Christ's finished work. And we're going to read again Hebrews chapter 11, but right before we do it, in Hebrews, I believe chapter 11, it says, without faith it is impossible to, believe, to please God. We must believe that he is. So we come to God knowing that he is. Believing that he is. That's how we come to God. We know that he is. We believe that he is. And we understand the things of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Without the person of Jesus Christ, you and I do not understand the things of God at all. We just don't know them. But we understand the things of God in the person of Jesus Christ. That's how we know them. Christ made real in you and I by his divine spirit. And, and honestly, that's salvation in a nutshell. Christ made real to you and I, he that is in you, by his divine spirit. That's salvation. But Hebrews 11.1, 1, writer of Hebrews said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this word substance is very, very powerful. Very powerful when you define it. The definition of it is 
standing under a guaranteed agreement comes from two Greek words, hypo or hippo, whatever, however you pronounce it, but it means under. And the other one is histemi, which means to stand. And I probably didn't pronounce either one of them correct, but that's okay. So it comes from those words. And when you put them together, the, the definition given is standing under a guaranteed agreement, a title or deed, a title to a promise or property. <laughs> you go on and on with this. So entitling someone to what is guaranteed under the particular agreement. So this faith substance is according to God's word, who is Christ. The agreement of God in Christ. So it's the substance of that made real to you and I. Amen. So we come to know the truth of that through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I and I've said this if I was an old covenant Jewish man and I was reading the book of Hebrews for the first time faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. What was I looking for? What would have I been hoping for? What would have been in my heart and my mind? What would, what would my thoughts have been? It would be according to the promises of God in the Old Testament. So the Jewish folks, when Jesus was born, they were looking for the Messiah to come. They were looking for the kingdom of God to come. They were looking for a ruler to come and bring the Jewish nation back into its proper order. A king to come like David. That's what they were hoping for. So they weren't hoping for Jesus to come on the scene the way he did. Because their idea of the kingdom was according to what had transpired before, okay? And I said this this morning, if you go back and you read of King David, King David conquered. He was a conquering king. So he was, you know, taking the land for Israel. And he was bringing the Israelites into, or the Jews into the land. Go back and read it. He took Zion. So, so they were looking for that type of kingdom to come again. And now flip with me to Romans 1. Romans 1 is very important in this study.
says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated into the gospel of God, which he promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. So when I look at this, I see Paul separated to the gospel of God. Now, what you pay attention to this, which he had promised before or afore, King James, yeah, I love King James English, afore, by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That word afore means to promise of old, promise before. So it was what was promised by his prophets in the Scripture. The gospel of God, which had been promised before, afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, and what was promised was concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now, this puts a new meaning on promises. So the promises of God were contained from Genesis to Malachi in the Scripture. And they were all concerning his son, all of them, which we've talked about. Thy sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That's only realized in the person of Jesus Christ. I can read that as a Christian, right? Thy sins and iniquities will I remember no more. And I do read that as a Christian. But I only realize it as I realize our conquering king, the Lord Jesus. That he conquered sin. And he conquered sin. And because I'm in the rule of his kingdom, I'm in him. You know, the rule of his kingdom is, is bigger than just, hey, we're in this place called Jerusalem. We're in Christ. But we're in the rule of what he's done. Now that is to be made manifest in you and I, what he's done. That he conquered sin. That's made manifest. That's made real. He's conquered death. He's conquered the grave. You go on and on with him. But these promises are in the Old Covenant, and they're concerning him. And Hebrews tells us this. John tells us this. Luke tells us this. But Hebrews, where we've, we've been familiar with Hebrews here of late, 
Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written to me to do thy will, O God. So the volume of the book speaks of him that was coming in the book. So the promises, so, so faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, what we've done with faith, many of us has made it the substance of why I, if I have enough faith, God's going to give me this car. Now, I'm not against God giving you a car. I hope he gives you all cars, so I'm not against it. But putting this in proper order and context, I believe is of utmost importance. Because I, I mentioned this this morning, flip with me to Mark chapter one. This time, Bob, I'm not going to mess up. Mark one. This morning, I kept telling him to go to Mark three, but I was reading Mark one. So in the book of Mark, some of the first words of Jesus in your Bible. Mark 1, 14. Now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Gal Galilee preaching the gospel of God. We just read that in Romans 1. Paul was separated into the gospel of God. Jesus came preaching the gospel of God. And here's the gospel of God saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, what does he say? Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. The time's at hand. The kingdom of God's at hand. The time has come. What had come was him. He come in the volume of the book. So he come anointed of God to minister the kingdom of God. Here's Israel's Messiah. Here's the Messiah of the whole world. Not only Israel's Messiah, but here he comes saying, repent and believe the gospel, the gospel of God. Wonder why that's in there that way. Why, why some of the first words Jesus brings to life is the kingdom of God. The time is fulfilled. Repent and believe the gospel. Because God preached before the gospel to Abram, Abraham. And or through Abraham. And in the declaration, Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. 
Now, he believed God according to God's word. That's how he believed God. He didn't just believe God any way, but he believed God according to the word that was declared to him. Now, the word that's declared to us is the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so we're seeing by the Spirit of God, God summing up all things in Christ, just like he says in Ephesians, that he gathered together all things in one, even in him. So we're seeing that, that God is summing up all things in Christ. All things. So what all, th what all things? Thy sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That's summed up in Christ. That's summed up in Christ. I will bring you to your own land. You'll be my people and I will be your God. That's summed up in Christ. I will put my spirit in you. I will change your heart. I will give you a new heart and a new mind, a new spirit, a new understanding, a new reality. That's all summed up in Christ. Now, that's what we have faith in. That's where the assurance of God begins to flow in us, is according to his word. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So if you open the book and you read Isaiah 53 and you read it all, he was bruised for our transgressions. Our chastisement of peace is upon him. By his stripes, we were healed. All these words find their fulfillment in Christ. And this is the faith that we are to possess. That's according to him. So we can exhaust this subject for the rest of our natural days and thumb through the book looking at the promises that are now fulfilled in Christ. We read Isaiah 9, I believe, last week. We can read it again this week. We could read it again next week. We probably won't, but we could. But Isaiah 9. Start at verse 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them have light shined. Oh, I read that. And it's like, wow. Before he walked in their midst, they didn't know the light. 
They hadn't seen the light. And even when he walked in their midst, they didn't comprehend the light. The people that sat in darkness in the valley of the shadow of death has the light shine. Now this light shining is fulfilled in the person of Christ. He says, I'm the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have what? The light of life. Hallelujah. And that's what we have, folks. That's what's shining in our heart. That's what's giving us understanding. That's what's causing us to rise up and move into this word is the light of life that's shining in us. Because it's shining in us, Paul says. And we're comprehending, we're possessing that by faith. We're, we're agreeing with God in it as God is we're making this real in us. We're saying, yes, Lord, this is the light. Understanding that God was after this new man in Christ. Yes, Lord, this is the truth. I'm in agreement with you, Lord. And I want to possess that land. In fact, you've already brought me into the land. I want to understand the land that you brought me into. That you've taken away the spirit of the world and you've gave, given me the spirit of God. I want to get it, so to speak. Because this is in us. Hallelujah. This is the faith of the Son of God. Translate us out of darkness into the light of God's dear Son. Yes, sir. This is the faith of the Son of God. But I, when I talk about the substance, standing under the agreement, go on down in Isaiah 9. Look at, look at verse 6. What does it say of him? It says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Everybody knows that's Jesus. Everybody knows that's Jesus. Everyone that's a believer will agree, I believe, that's Jesus. Child is born, son is given. The government that pertains to the kingdom of God is up on his shoulders. Get a hold of that. The government, the authority, the dominion is up on him. Ain't that good? It's not up on me or you. The government's up on his shoulders. And his name is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, 
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We rejoice in his name. And all the measure of his name, or measures, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth and forever. You know, for, for a long time, you look at those words, judgment and justice, and you can say, well, he's going to judge the world. And I'm like, thank God he is. Yes. Because he has a vesture dipped in blood. He judges us that are his in his death, burial, and resurrection. So the justice we're in is his justice. His righteousness. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Yeah, so yes, he judges the world. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. Do we hear this judgment? Do we hear it? Do we hear this justice that he's given us? You know, what what has he given us? He's given us eternal life, this life that was with the Father, this life of God that we never knew. That's what he's given us. That's what he's declaring in us. That's what he's showing us. This life. This life. Hallelujah. So no wonder Paul says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live in the assurity of what he's done and what he's made real in me. I walk in the light as he is in the light, John says. As the light is seen, as the voice is heard, as the substance is revealed, we walk in it, we see it, we know it. This, folks, is great salvation. This, folks, is being changed from glory to glory into the same image by the Spirit of the Lord. Changed into his substance. Changed to his mind. Changed to his heart. Just, just consider with me one more moment. Spirit of man knows not the things of God. We read this last time. He doesn't know them. You have received not the spirit of this world, but you have received the spirit which is of God, that you might know the things freely given of God. 
freely given to you. The things that have been given to you in Christ Jesus the Lord. The Spirit would have you to know them. Spirit would have you to possess them. That's a new heart, folks. You know, we we look at trying to understand what's a new heart. That's a new heart, a heart that understands the things of God. The old heart didn't understand the things of God. Look at the place God's brought you to that you might know the things of God. That's a new heart. That's a new state of being, a new understanding, a new mind, a new creation. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I just thank the Lord for this glorious revelation of Jesus Christ and coming to understand His Word. Amen. I'm going to stop right here tonight. We'll pick it up next time. We'll continue on.